On today's show here, along for the ride, we'll hear Rob's opinion on that fantastic win up in the northeast, and we'll be asking the big questions such as who might be the best player on Call of Duty and who belongs in the Gulag, and finally, is this the youngest start in five we've ever had during Rob's tenure? There's only one way to find out. Let's get it started. Hello and welcome once again to Along for the Ride. As always, I am Greg and I'm joined by less smirking this week, Mark. How are we doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm a bit tired. We're doing this really late at night, aren't we? I should be wrapped up in bed um, with my, my, with my Horlicks. We're doing it so late. Horlicks, for any younger listeners, is a, is a drink that old people enjoy. Yeah, um. it helps. It helps. <laughs> Uh, along with listening to certain podcasts, yeah, um, don't know what they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Horlicks does aid with with sleep, so we're giving out more sleep advice on this particular episode. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode will be partially riders based and partially sleep based. Yeah. Well, um, that's as usual. Then. As usual. Yeah. As usual. We're just being more acknowledging of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, in terms of the riders bit, we should probably talk about them a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah we the should. week the week that was, we were up in the northeast taking on the Newcastle Eagles. So we've got that to talk about. Yeah. We've got that to, to talk, talk about. about. We yeah. saw a familiar face. We we did. Um, yeah, we'll talk briefly. We we'll mention him. A very a very famous kind of um, um, what's the right word? Legend might be one. Yeah, kind of um, a winner. A winner. BBL, both BBL and particularly Leicester Riders. Yeah, absolutely. Um, GB. Yeah, we mentioned we mentioned Olympian. Him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll mention him very briefly. Yeah. Um, so also we've got that to talk about. We also stop in with new shot block competition leader. Yes. Yeah. Sam well, Idowu. Well, well, is it tied? I thought it was tied. Now we'll come. We'll come on to that. We'll we'll argue about that in a, a little bit later. Uh, but, so, but anyway, you you managed to grab Sam for a chat. Uh, we, we speak to him. Hear his opinions on on a few things and how he found the game and yeah. and who's the best at Call of Duty. Um, and yeah, then we'll just talk things, things riders, and look forward to the weekend coming. We've got yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit nervous about Friday. Why is that? Well, you know what Friday is, don't you? It's it's um, game day. Well, it is a game day, but you know what? Hang on. What's what's the date on Friday? It's Friday the thirteenth. It's Friday thirteenth. So, are we are we face a particular horrific day? Do you think? Well, it's unlucky for some. Yes. And hopefully those of which it is unlucky for yeah. are not us. So I'm I'm kind of um I'm I'm fingers crossed that um, you know, I'm all my anxiety about it being that particular date is is kind of unwarranted. Yeah, I'll tell you what is unwarranted, the repeating pushing of that button. <laughs> um, right, I've stepped away from that particular yeah. Yeah, what we need is some sort of like pay-by-click mechanism, then you might be a bit more reluctant to press them. Okay. Um, (laughs) And and other things we've got on, we've got the usual... And this week's Kimball question is... Yeah, this week, asked by us. It is, asked by us. So we that always to look forward to. And the question actually is pretty open. So we're interested to hear what some of you come up with answers-wise. So, you know, grab us and let us know. Um, But we'll start up in the northeast, metaphorically. We're not travelling up there again. Yes. Um, Well, not yet. Although it's not going to be long. Um, 
we obviously went up to the northeast, Newcastle. Um, we managed to take a fantastic win, 85-92. Um, scorers led by Myron Thomas for the Riders, 17 points and 7 rebounds, um, which was a fantastic performance. But before we delve into that, we're going to hear from Coach Rob and get his perspective. Okay, Rob, uh, great win at the weekend up at Newcastle winning that one, 92-85. I think there were many great stories in that particular game, but what was your assessment overall? Yeah, good win. I thought, um, you know, we knew that that team was dangerous, especially in transition. We had to get bodies back. Um, so defensively, I thought we did pretty well. Uh, we could do a lot better, no question. You know, we're definitely looking at the video and trying to improve. But what I liked about the team is that, you know, that can be a tough place to play when they're when they're rolling. And in that, you know, second half, they got rolling a little bit. And our team, you know, stayed composed down the stretch and made some huge plays. You know, you look at the big plays we made down the stretch on both ends of the floor. And that was, uh, you know, a good feeling as a coach to have a group that's able to, you know, deal with a, a tough environment, a tough game, a tough team, and make the plays at the end of the game. Absolutely. I, I kind of, I think, um, as is often the case with basketball tight games with three minutes to go 78 each and I think um, it was a matter of who made it those important big plays and I think we we'll have to give a shout out a couple of players I'd like to mention um, probably Duran and uh, Sam making both big plays yeah that's him uh, uh, Holmes made the three uh, jab step three so open he makes that shot great shot for him um, Sam makes that three in transition. I thought Sam's blocks on defense were important. And then Jaron races it up the floor and finishes. So, yeah, the game turned you know, on a few plays from those guys. Uh, and it was nice to see because I think, you know, when you start looking at our team, you know, I don't think we're predictable. I think there's uh, a lot of ways we can go. There's a lot of guys that can hurt you. And I think, um, you know, some games – Jaron and Sam come up with the big plays late, and then the next game could be somebody else. So I do like that about our group, that we, we look like we have a group that has depth, obviously, but also has playmakers that can make plays in big moments. I think a couple of other shout-outs, really. Um, standout play, Caleb's block. That, that I think it's gone viral on, on kind of social media. And also, how good was Braylon? I think uh, didn't miss from the floor, six from six, and I think only missed one free throw, Rob. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think this season he's. I want to say he's like twenty for twenty-four to start. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's right around there. Uh, when he gets the ball in positions, uh, he finishes. And we saw that last season with him. He's a real weapon uh, because his high field goal percentage is an ability to to create his own shot. Uh, you know, he's been uh, really efficient and, and and tough to deal with. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought Caleb's block was a huge play in the game. You know, they had a break, fast break, and. You know, he has that type of athleticism. I thought Caleb played pretty well in the game, too. I thought he made some good passes. You know, I thought he passed the ball pretty well. But you look back, Kimball had his moments there where he really got us going. And Myron Thomas, um, I thought his energy was uh, really contagious to the group. And, you know, the group really fed off his energy. He had a really good game. Absolutely. Um, I was thinking about uh, the kind of the last two games, the starting five we've had. And I was thinking in your 16 years, your tenure with us, um, have you ever, ever had such a young group of people, all rookies, um, starting for you, Rob? I don't think so. 
Um, I have to look into that a little bit more. I know we've had a lot of rookies in the past, and we've changed the team a lot in the past. I think people that have watched our team for the last couple of years don't remember that, you know, it was pretty much a revolving door early on. I think, you know, now with the six imports, uh, it's, it's a little bit different as well. But, yeah, uh, this is pretty unique to have, you know, five guys starting that are rookies in professional basketball. And I think that uh, you can all see their talent. Everybody can see their talent. And I think they're, um, you know, learning every day about the league and about um, what it takes to win games. So having five rookies kind of starting for you, I'm just thinking, let's look ahead now a little bit. Doublehead weekend. How, how often would it be for, you know, from college playing two games back to back Friday, Saturday, Rob? I think maybe only in the conference tournaments they do that. You know, in the conference tournaments at the end of the year, I think that can happen. Some of those tournaments, maybe three in a row, but in regular season play, never probably. I know in the NCAA tournament, if they make the tournament, they get a day off all the time. So, um, yeah, it'll be unique. It certainly will be unique. It's very difficult, especially when the second one's on the road. You know, when you play the first one at home and the second one on the road, it's, it's, you got to get up early and get moving. It's a later game, but um, we'll be out on the road pretty soon. But it's part of the deal. We've seen a lot of teams do it already this year. It looks like this year there's going to be more around the league. So, you know, for us, we have a lot of players, and I think that uh, this is the weekend where, you know, that will be um, extremely beneficial to us. So what do we see as the challenges of both Surrey, yet to win a game yet, but still a dangerous team, and then, like you say, having to get up early and travel up to Manchester? Well, Surrey, you know, watching their games, we watched a lot of their stuff this week, and they look... Yeah, they look like they're a little bit unlucky that they haven't been able to get the W. They've been in a lot of games. They have a lot of players, maybe, you know, doing the scouting report, maybe more players than anybody we've played so far. So I think that, um, you know, it's been a tough start for them, but I think they got a lot of guys that can score. When you look at it, Robinson, Lawrence, uh, Steele, uh, Teo, you know, all those guys have scored in this league before, and they have some young players that have looked pretty good so far on the film. So... I expect them to get going soon, hopefully not Friday night, but we certainly will have to, our defense tested against them, like a lot of the teams, and I think that's where that six import comes into play. I think you start looking at all these teams, and with all the imports, there's a lot of dangerous players with the ball and dangerous shooters, so uh, defense will be very important throughout the season, obviously. And again, Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, Manchester, another team played London twice. So, you know, obviously those are tough games. The one on Sunday, they played them tough. I mean, they're in that game in the fourth quarter on the road. That was pretty impressive. Uh, you know, new group, new coach. So I would think they're still trying to find their way. Uh, but obviously you know, had a win at Plymouth um, and, you know, have some veterans. And obviously Jamel there, you know, we, 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 we respect Jamel so much in his game. And obviously Evan there as well, so we know him. But, um, but yeah, I think the trickiest part about the Manchester game, they have talent, be tough to stop, but it'll be tough to prepare. I think when you play the back-to-back, -back, you know, uh, you don't really get a chance to start preparing until till the game ends Friday. You know, and there's no sense talking about Manchester when you have Surrey on Friday. So we won't even address them until that game is over. Obviously the coaching staff will have the video ready and, the information ready but uh you know the lack of preparation on a back-to-back -back can hurt you as well okay rob thanks for your time as usual best of luck this weekend and we'll be shouting for you thank you see you later 
So there you have it, the, the, the thoughts, the, 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 the mind of Rob Padanostro um, talking about the game. And I think one thing that sort of jumped out to me immediately, other than Sam's blocks, um, was was Rob's phrasing around that defensively he thought we did pretty well, but we could be a lot better. Yes. Uh, and I think that lot, it, it's pretty exciting. I think it, a, it speaks to how, you know, how much Rob wants to, you know, grow the team, develop the team, and the, and the potential that he sees within the team. Yes. Um, but, you know, we've won on the road in Newcastle. On paper, they've got a very song, strong squad, although they're now, unfortunately, in a bit of a slump, probably. Um, it was a good time, just to remind us, that was a good yeah. time to play him, wasn't it? Absolutely. Coming, coming off um, the last two games in a week and that long trip to Latvia. So it was a good yeah. time to play him. Yeah, obviously you were there, and this might be something you can touch on, but I didn't think it certainly wasn't, Obviously, I was watching on YouTube. It wasn't obvious to me through the television screen that Newcastle looked tired. When I watched them again on Sunday, I think it was, at Sheffield, it looked very obvious to me they were tired. I didn't yeah. get that on Friday. I mean, you were there. I don't know if you saw that differently. No, not, not, I don't think it was um, evident on the floor. I mean, I agree with you. The performance at Sheffield, the tank looked completely empty. Uh, mm, they looked really heavy. Yeah, they, they did. I mean, the, the, the only thing that kind of jumped into mind was uh, I've kind of heard uh, Coach Rob talk about about um, you know the conditioning um, etc uh, and if your kind of um, conditioning is not where you want it to be at the right sort of level mm. then you tend to make poor decision making it transfers into that and we, he, he spoke about that and we've we've kind of picked up on that as, as a bit of a message as well yeah um, and I, I just thought um, Friday's game as it said on that I put it to Rob on that interview you know three minutes to go it was 78 each and yeah. it was a tight ball game. So tight ball games often come down to the, the business end of the, of the ball game, last two minutes. And, um, you know, I think um, a couple of our players, and I'm kind of we referenced who they were, um, Joanne and uh, Sam, made the mm. big plays and that, that that was the difference. That was the game. Yeah, Jaron, I think he hit that three um, that yep. Rob references, but he also had that three-point play in transition. Yes, he did. Um, so those two, they were six massive points because not all points are equal. Um, and, yeah, it was really impressive. And I think what was almost a slight concern was the way that we ended the third quarter um, and if that was going to repeat itself in the fourth. And it absolutely did not. We The way we finished out and saw out the fourth quarter throughout the game mm. was really impressive for a group of very young players. Um, you obviously asked Rob if he thought this was the youngest starting five, all rookies. Yeah. And, and certainly in Rob's tenure, we can't think of a starting no. five that's all... There's normally someone that's might be new to the BBL but has played pro somewhere else beforehand... Um, yeah, we can't think of another one that's there's not, five rookies. Not at all. No, no. It seems a very young team from that perspective. Unless, unless you you know otherwise, just just yeah. let us know. But I, it, it it kind of struck me, uh, and that's where also occasionally we're going to have mental errors and letdowns and whatever. Of course, that's you are. what you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, rookies are still developing and and it's the same of all levels even your NBA rookies don't tend to be superstars on day one or if they are they tend to be even bigger superstars on five years down the line um but yeah um obviously fantastic game um for a number of reasons Sam Idowu got three blocks he did three blocks so, um, so I mean I think I make that three two but we'll come back to that because you think it's tied I thought it was three all Okay, we'll have to revisit we'll have to double check that. Yes, but yeah, um, yes, yes. a great scoring performance. Marion Thomas, as we've mentioned already, 17-7, and seven, which was good enough to get him in the BBL Team of the Week. 
Yeah, yeah fantastic performance by from Myrin. But backed up by Captain Canada, 16 points. Uh, Jaron Holmes, 15, of which we've already said, six points scored at a huge, important time mm. within the game. Um, so, yeah, lots of contributions from lots and lots of players. And I thought Sam Edowu, when he came off the bench, w- was really, really effective, not just in terms of blocking the shots, obviously, pleases me um but he just made a couple of big threes at big yeah. times and i think we've seen that regularly from him all the way going all the way back to the loughborough pre-season game um when he it likes was that the red versus purple game yes um he's, he's he's clearly comfortable at shooting it rob's clearly comfortable with him shooting it and he shoots it at a pretty good click absolutely definitely and uh, i asked him about that in the interview that's yet to be played um so yeah we'll we'll kind of speak to that i think i think the only other thing um well to pick out from that interview with rob because i, I kind of spotted it in the stats mm. how kind of brailing and how the efficiency that he's scoring at, and then went from six from six from the field um only missed one free throw and i make that um and i thought i wonder what what the um because you can get at all these bbl stats kind of via the their British basketball uh, website, and I thought, he's. I wonder what percentage he's shooting at from the field. And um, by by all accounts, he's shooting about eighty seven percent from the floor, which is amazing uh, level. Um, it, it's kind of an amazing level, eighty seven percent. And when you contrast that with the with the league leaders, um, you know, I, I'd expect him to see to see. To see him kind of um, very, very kind of leading the league in terms of shooting from the floor, but when you when you check that out, um, it's not the case apparently. Yeah. So Braylon Bridges, um, if you look at his individual shooting statistics through four games, he's eighteen from twenty-one from the field, which is what Rob was kind of trying to remember. Yeah. Wasn't so it? so yeah, he's missed yeah. four shots. Yes. Um, from the field, eighty-five point seven percent. But then if you go to the league leaders section of the British Basketball League website, um, Xavier's leading the assists, six a game. But you go to the field goal percentage and the number one in the league apparently is 58.3%. It's nearly 30% lower than yeah. Braylon's. Yeah, so that's Atwood, isn't it? T- yeah, TJ Atwood, um, Plymouth Patriots. Patriots. Yes, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of struggling to know uh, why that's not kind of in there um so i'm a bit confused by that but i, I am often confused as That's you know true. i mean many I, things do confuse the me. only thing i can possibly think is that some sort of shot minimum to to um appear on there to prevent someone just shooting one th- one shot and finishing the season 100 that's the only possible thing i can think think of but it does it does seem a little odd because he's, he's, he's a starter with yes. four games in it's not like he's he's taken one shot once in a game and yes. he's never played again yeah. um talking about think think just just also i was just thinking i wonder why 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 is he being so efficient is he mm. just because he you know he's been, he's been guarded by del pesh mm. um defoe yeah. Um, that's the Eagles game. I can't remember who else has been guarding him in, in the games previous to that. Um, but I, I, I just wondered, I, I, I kind of stare me in the face. I just wonder the fact that due to his side, his skill set, that he's a lefty as well. He is. I wonder whether that make, make, makes it a little bit more problematic for defenders. Possibly, because you'd be so used to guarding right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I just wondered whether that, that was partly, you know, kind of makes him a bit, bit more of a handle 
handful. Yeah. The fact that he's a lefty. Yeah, and, and, and I guess one thing I thought in the Newcastle game, certainly early on, was because he, he, he felt like he was, was able to get basically whatever he wanted whenever he got the ball. Yes. Is maybe we could have made him a bit more of an effort to get him the ball in low post. Um, although he got it once at the three-point line and basically drove all the way to basket and finished anyway. Um, pre-game, I think it was, you managed to see a, a rather familiar face. Yeah, we kind of talked, kind of signalled it earlier. So Drew Sullivan was there, I think, photographs on, on kind of all the social medias that he was there and he looked well and we had a quick chat and said hello mm-hmm. um, um, and I think he tends to try and get to most times riders are in town up at Newcastle because he obviously yeah. lives up there uh, he's got his family up there so he's there with a, with a couple of his kids so it's just just nice to say hello yeah. uh, and he's doing okay um, up there so um, whenever 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 he's in the house, I think we also always give him a bit of a shout out. Yeah, um, just a like we said, a bit of a riders legend. Um, he turned up and we suddenly started winning. Rob's kept that going, obviously. Um, yes, but like he, he was so you know demanding on the court of of maintaining certain standards. And I'll always remember when we you know historically we've sat behind the bench in the stands. I know don't sit there now, but. Um, that if things weren't going well, the amount of times that Rob would just turn to Drew and say, sort them out, and that meant Drew sub in and pull them together, basically. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, fantastic player, Olympian, GB captain, and nice guy, which is always a bonus. Yeah. Um, but moving on, um, although, to be honest, another guy that seems a nice guy, and I think you get that through the interview, uh, is Sam, and um, you managed to grab him for a chat. So, Sam, thanks for dropping down to have a quick chat on our little podcast along for the ride. Um, just thought we'd get into it. Um, quick assessment of the great away win up at Newcastle at the weekend. How did you see that game? Um, I think we did a great job as a team buying in. I think we also did a good job um, on defence as well. We did a great job hitting clutch shots. We just practice really showed that we came out and just bought into everything that we that we um, worked on in practice, and it just translated into the game. So that was a, that was a great one. Felt really good to go up there and get that one. Absolutely. So Sam, let's try and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah. Born Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. Parents Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I noticed you kind of qualified and played some under twenties GB. So tell us a little bit about your heritage and how that come, came about. So yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, my parents are both fully Nigerian, but my mom was born and raised in London. Okay. So, yeah, so that's how I have the British passport. And, yeah, and then when I played with um, the under-20 team, that was my first time coming to Europe as well. So it was a great experience. Very brand new for me, but at the time, and that's what kind of jump-started everything. Okay, I see. When I was looking at that under-20 squad, some interesting people on that. Yeah, um, yeah, Josh yeah. Steele. Yep, yep, yep. Fraser Malcolm. Yep, yep, yep. Who was the head coach of that team? Um, coach K, the coach that coached for Bristol. Head coach at Bristol. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it feels good being able to see everyone again. So, I haven't seen a lot of them since 2016. So, it feels good. Have you got any family in, in London or the yeah, UK? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, have some, I have some family in London. I'm definitely going to take the time to go see and spend some time with a lot of them haven't seen me since i was very young so it'll be good to catch up with them there's always a big nigerian community within the uk um do you know jibril who played for us previously um no i don't i don't know i don't know him but i know of him because he played here last year so yeah i know he was nigerian as well right that's cool that's dope so kind of um 
born in, as we said, in New York. Went to St. Peter's University. What was your time like there? Uh, like, I mean, it was it was really good. Um, I finished one of the as like one of the top blockers at the school for block shots. Um, I won a championship my sophomore year. I won the postseason CIT ch- um, championship. That was a great experience to be a part of that. Um, yeah, it was it was a I, I learned a lot while I was there. Learned a lot, ch- changed my game a lot, like matured my game a lot. Being able to play inside and out, trying to rebound, offensive rebound, just trying to lock up on defense as well. So it was a huge defensive-minded school. So it kind of had me locked up on that. So then you turn pro and, and you spend a few years in Europe, both, I think, in uh, Denmark and Netherlands. Is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, my first year I was in the Netherlands. That was my first year as a pro. Um, I, I played well. I played well there. My second year I was in Denmark. I would say Denmark is when I, my first time ever playing the um, power forward position, the four position. So that's when I knew how versatile I could be at both the four and the five. And I just kept going with it ever since. So I know it's early days. Do you see, how, how, how well does it compare the BBL, British Basketball League, compared to those European leagues? What do you think um, the standards like, Sam? In terms of, in t- like, in terms of what? And like, in terms of, I know... Skill set, ability. Yeah. I think um, skill-wise, I played against some good players and stuff when I was at the other countries. I played against like Champions League teams and things like that. Um, but in terms of here, I feel like here in the BBL, there's, a, there's way more imports. So that that kind of makes it a little bit more exciting. Way more imports. Um, I like what the BBL is doing in terms of trying to like change like the branding of the league. And, and um, it seems like a little like it seems a little more commercial now in a sense, like more attractive to and appealing to the eye. So, I think I think competitive wise, it's more here in the BBL, being that there's a lot more imports. But yeah, it kind of it kind of translates more for sure. Okay, so how how did it um, play out that you came to sign for the Riders this season? What 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 was that process? What was that dialogue? Oh um. So I had just came off of an injury. Um, I did surgery the last two years. So I just came off of an injury, and when I spoke to my agent, he's like, you know, you have some interest in the in the BBL, and you know you have the passport, so we could try to use that to see what we can do. My my biggest um, my biggest interest in, in returning this year, trying to get back to myself, and also, but my biggest priority was trying to win. So I wanted to come to like a winning program and be a part of that. So came to Leicester and the conversation was well. Like it was very comfortable. Got along with coach immediately. Um, and yeah, I just felt I felt the need to come here in a sense of like it would be the best position for me to come here in terms of getting comfortable again back to myself and also being able to still work on my knee and keep keep strengthening my knee as much as I can while I was in season. So that's what really came down. That's that's what it really came down to in terms of my decision. Okay, so in terms of your skill set um, and coming on to the riders, what, how would you describe your skill set and what you're going to bring to to the team, Sam? Um, I'm a I'm a player that can play inside and out, um, as in, and I can go from the post, can shoot from the three, I can dribble a little bit to create like a mismatch problem for for bigs. Um, I can block shots well, can rebound well. It's like it's just a strong body that has more like a versatile game and not just inside or not just outside. I can kind of play both. 
So I think that's what kind of makes me unique and for this team. Okay, me and my son who does this uh, podcast with me, um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we have a, we're having a competition who's going to lead the team in shot blocking. My son's gone for you, I've gone so, for TJ, <laughs> <laughs> and you were a little bit behind, but uh, I think you got three, three blocks up at Newcastle. Yeah, 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 so that was, that was, that's, that's a good start for me, it's a good start for me, that was a good way for me to catch up, so um, I definitely expect more blocks coming this season. It's something I definitely prioritize, and I'm trying to. It's something I always work on. It's like timing, in terms of defense. So I'm excited to see how much I can get this season. Small sample size, but also you seem to have a fairly uh, high percentage that three ball going on. Sam, is that something you've worked on? Yes, yeah, it's something I've definitely worked on, especially coming off the injury. Um, had a lot of time to like really prioritize fixing some of my mechanics, trying to be as accurate as possible, trying to be as consistent as possible. I'm going to just keep shooting them up, keep trying my best to make sure it's going down. Yeah. A couple of things I also wanted to just ask you about. You seem to wear the iconic number 23 shirt. Was that, was that kind of a reason for that? And also, your kind of Twitter or X handle is motivated. Can you tell us a little bit about where that might come from, uh, Sam? That was just, um, that handle, that was my handle since, that was my handle since um, high school. Since I first made a Instagram and stuff like that. I've always been highly motivated. And I could see what the name where it has brought me. I know some people have seen my story. People are still shocked. I never thought I would be here. So it's a, it's a dream come true, you know. Just been sticking highly on motivation, sticking to it. I keep making sure I keep myself motivated. I also try to motivate others as well. I just my journey and stuff like that to let everyone know, like, with motivation, they can just do it. They can do everything I'm doing plus more. So that's where it came from. Okay, and that 23 number, is that, oh, is that particularly <laughs> a very famous number? Yeah, yeah. 23, was just, that was just the number I had since um, I was in high school. So I wore 23. I think I wore 23 in high school. I wore 23 in college. I didn't wear 23 my first year as a pro. I wore 23 my second and my third year. And I couldn't wear 23 this year, so I went with 10. Yeah, so that's cool. But every, any opportunity that I have to get back to 23, I'm going to always take it, you know? So, so yeah, yeah. It's a great number to have. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. So, so let, let's some quick fire questions, I guess. Really. Um, so, who, who were your influences growing up? And you talked about your journey. Kind of influenced you, and why basketball? Um, basketball was so being from New York. Basketball was something I was just always around. Um, it wasn't it, surprisingly. It wasn't like a huge priority for me at first. Um, I started playing late. I started playing at like 14, 15. My first organized team was me making a JV team in high school. So that was the first time I ever played like organized basketball. Um, and then it just went up very fast. I think I had one good year, which was my junior year. And I did a, my first AAU season. And I started getting some interest for D1 colleges and stuff. And that's when I was like, the main thing I wanted to do, the main reason why I took it seriously was so my parents wouldn't have to pay for college. So I took it seriously. My biggest goal was to try to get a scholarship for them. And with that, the love of the game was always there, I could tell. And I feel like I got tested with that when I was in college. If I really loved the game or not, that's where it came. So, yeah. Any other sports that you kind of follow at all? That I kind of follow? Yeah. Um, I follow football sometimes, basketball, of course. I'm trying to, I'm trying to follow more, uh, more soccer. I'm trying to follow more soccer. And by football, I meant American football. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to follow a lot more soccer now. I've been to a couple games here. You know, so I'm trying to get in tune. My dad played played um played soccer in Nigeria and stuff like that. And he's always 
tried to get me to play it when I was younger, but I wanted to play basketball. So, you know, you know how that goes. But yeah. A couple of Nigerian players play for Leicester City, of course. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I haven't been to a Leicester City game yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Okay, so um, away from the court, hobbies, how do you relax? All the things that interest you, Sam? Um, away from the court, uh, I'm, 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 very, I'm a very spiritual. I listen to a lot of music, but other than that, I'm very spiritual in a sense. Just been um, building my relationship with God a lot, you know. Um, just been reading my Bible a lot, a lot, a lot of times just in my word when I have the time. And being here, I've been able to prioritize it a lot more. So I just thank God for that, honestly. Been able to prioritize just building my relationship with God and taking it very serious. So yeah, that's, that's, that's my main, that's the main thing I've been doing so far. But other than that, I like to play video games, play video games all the time with my friends. Any particular one? Um, right now, playing 2K. I know the new Call of Duty comes out kind of soon. Playing, I think like a month. So I'll be playing that as well. Who's the best player of that on the team? And what? In Call of Duty? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I want to I want to say either me or Myron. In Call of Duty, I want to say me or Myron. I feel like I feel like we're the only ones that really play. It. I know I know the other I know the others play Fortnite. I stopped playing Fortnite a couple of years ago. I might get back on it cuz they keep trying to get me back on it, but I might get back on it. We'll see. Okay, um, so big weekend coming up, du- double-headed uh, weekend, Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, what challenges does that pose, having to play two games in effect in about 24 hours, Sam? Um, I think it'll really test the work that we've been doing in terms of our conditioning. Uh, we've been prioritizing conditioning a lot. We want to be the hardest team to play in the league, you understand, like, we want to be the most conditioned team to play in this league, so it's like that'll really test. Like, like we'll see how how much that work has put, been put in when it comes to the doubleheader this weekend. Okay, so best of luck for this weekend, Sam. Thank you for dropping by and having a quick chat here on the pod. Appreciate it very much, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Along for the Ride Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Mark. A4R is the only slam dunking podcast where you can keep up to date with all the latest basketball news, views and opinions alongside exclusive coaches and player interviews straight from the hardwood. All regarding your high-flying club, the Leicester Riders. So obviously that was you catching up with Sam, Mark. Um, yes. Anything that sort of leapt out you in the conversation, or anything you you know wish you'd probe a bit further, or yeah, kind of you know you know when I kind of sometimes do these 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 interviews, I, I kind of and then I hear and played, but I'm thinking I should have followed that up, um, particularly a couple of things. Um, and I think um, one thing that, that that Sam did say, I'm sure I'm sure he said that it kind of it wasn't until he came into Europe, so playing professionally, that he kind of started playing the four spot a little bit. Yeah. So so I d- I didn't realize. I think it's played most of his college at um, at the five spot. Yeah, I think I'd looked and found a depth chart for his time at St. Peter's and, yes. and, and seen that he'd played at the five there. Yes. But when you look at him and his skill set, he, he, I feel like he obviously is comfortable playing at the five, that he, he could easily play that four role, especially the way that the four is often played these, way, these days where it's a bit yes. more of a stretch four scenario. Yeah. yeah. I think his, his skill set lends itself quite nicely to that. 
and the development of that three ball and kind of it, it sounds like uh, why he's been recovering from a bit of surgery he's on mm. his knee he's been working on his mechanics his shooting and, yeah. and again just to reiterate I think we've already mentioned it to a degree uh, the, the, the efficiency efficiency um, uh, that he shoots the three ball was pretty high I think and, yeah. it, and, and again he's it, gives us that great versatility whenever he's on on the floor yeah and he said he talked about versatility that he can do quite a lot of different things strong body etc and um, versatility I think is a reoccurring theme for this year's team in terms of pretty much everyone can play more than one position which definitely helps um, when you can do different things and show different looks you can play a bit smaller you can play a bit bigger um, we could play you know for example Sam at the, the four next to Braylon or Mo and make ourselves a bit bigger and a bit tougher so there's, there's lots of variations which is which is a nice nice problem to have um, I really liked one thing he did say about that we want to be the hardest team to play against yeah um, and, I, and I like that and weirdly it's something pretty much word for word I'd said to, to a team that I'm going to be coaching this season well, you know you want you don't want people to really enjoy playing against you if you want to be tough gritty and I think defensively we've been bringing that intensity yes. and ultimately that's something that people don't want to play against they want it to have a nice easy time when they've got the ball I guess it, the the other thing is, which I think is probably worth mentioning, um, when he's looking at his options and because of his British passport, mm. his agents have said there'd been some some inquiries from the British Basketball League, etc. But uh, one of the things he wanted to to kind of to come and and kind of build on his recovery and his knee, although it looks pretty sharp and fit to me. Anyway, yeah. that, but by the by, one of the things he kind of talked about was um you know who's got that um winning program yeah. that reputation mm. uh, so we shouldn't underestimate the importance of having winning seasons having that kind of history uh because that in itself is is things that that is a, a decisional factor when people or players are deciding which programs to come to absolutely so so i think you know what you've done before and we know what coach rob and this team's history is it, it's really important Absolutely, and I think if you've got two offers that are basically the same sort of offer and you've got one that's a winning, historically winning team and one that isn't, I think it it, it does help it become a, no, a no-brainer. And I guess the thing that from the interview that I personally enjoyed the most, Sam referencing that he finished as one of the top shot blockers in his school's history. Yeah, I was, I was getting a bit nervous now. Although, although um, so we we're on the shot blocking league, uh, league table, aren't we? Yeah. Although it must be said, I think I think I referenced it when we said that you'd pick TJ, I'd pick Sam, and yeah. I went. No, now we've picked these two. It'll be Myron. Yes. Um, so and he not, goes after it. He goes after well. it. So he's yeah. another good shot blocker. But I guess we're, we're boiling down that we've got. You know, we're backing our people. It's almost a one v one horse race. Yes. Yes. Uh, so they might not necessarily be the number one on the riders. Yeah, that could be Myron. Yeah, but, but but we're just going with uh, TJ or, or Sam. So yeah. I, I think it's. I thought it was three all now. I thought TJ was on two, but we'll okay. have to double we'll, check that. We'll, we'll double down and have a look I at think that. I've yes. gone, you know, from from zero to three in one game. Game, yes. Yeah. So that's, that's how quick it can change. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. I guess that's good. Right. Um, yeah. The notes onto that. Are we? Well, I guess there's a few things. You know. Go on. We've got to, of course, have this week's... And this week's Kimball question is... Yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't ask Sam to kind of ask the question. I thought we'd kind of... It'd be our turn this, this week. Yeah, he can have a go another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so um, any feedback from anybody about the, the mileage round trip from Newcastle to Leicester? Yeah, I mean, in the off... I mean, Fergus was 
well, let's just say you don't want him to give you a lift to Newcastle because I think you're going via Wales. Okay. Uh, based on his With answer. Off. Right. Okay. That's the BFG uh, when you say BFG. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, but although he, he said he said today actually um, I've dropped points, but by okay. his reckoning he's still top. All right. Because okay. that's because he's not aware of anybody else's points. Playing. Okay. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. So he. Yeah. So he's uh, he's also at the top, and I think he'll do pretty well on this week. Okay. So let's just um, and this week's Kimball question. Is. So we try and link it to our thought about linking it to you know what's what's current and what's happening around. So I thought the question would go something like this. Um I want you um to um think about or try and name as many players that you can that has played uh for both our beloved Leicester Riders and also the Manchester Giants. So how many players can you name that have played for both clubs, both the Riders and the Giants? And um I guess um, in terms of points you can have a maximum of four four. four. four point. So one points. one point per player. Up to a maximum of four. Four, yeah. And um actually if you listen to Rob's interview he's probably dropped in two names straight <laughs> yeah. away. So two names are a gimme. So should, yeah. everybody should get two. Yeah. I mean, but we we put our heads together very quickly. We got seven. 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 We got yeah, seven points. But we, we we spent probably about 20 seconds on it. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's the question. So so actually, kind of, um, I think uh, what we're going to do, we're going to probably put that um, question. You know, kind of I started a couple of weeks ago putting a question for those who listen on Spotify mm. and they can put their answers in there. So I just put players names into that kind of answer and see how many names we can come up yeah. with i think i might have thought one of an eighth but i'll have speak you? to okay. you off camera yes off camera are we on camera well off off, off audio <laughs> <laughs> tell me we're not filming this um, secretly well i think you're always being filmed somewhere yeah <laughs> that's probably days. true okay so you might you might have come up with an eighth one but we've got seven so if you can get four just drop those names down so i'll put that question uh in the for those that you listen on spotify just jot your names down see how many how many names we can identify yeah, and I guess Manchester are one of the teams, the second team, uh, that make up our first double header of the season, yes. starting on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, which is... As we host the Surrey Scorchers, as you mentioned... Found that button again. Sorry. You have, yeah, yeah, we need, yeah. I need to charge you for that button. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, as you mentioned uh, with Coach Rob, um, they've not won a game yet. They've not. But when you, and I think Rob says they're a little bit unlucky, they only lost to Cheshire by two at home last weekend. I know they didn't play Aaron Rye, but yes. it was only two points. Did and you watch that game? No. Uh, I, I saw that game and um, Cheshire were, were quite fortunate uh, and certainly uh, Surrey um, should have certainly, in my view, have t- taken it to overtime um, at least. And I guess, I guess the thing, uh, obviously I'm nervous because it's Friday the 13th and, and they're yet to win, but I feel like um, I've not got the confidence. I'm not sure they know how to win. Yeah. Because uh, I think, as we said earlier, getting to the last two minutes of a, of a game, it's a tight ball game, the business end, uh, of the game I'm not sure they've got even though they've got some big name players yeah. I'm not sure they know how to win a game yeah as a group it, 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 they obviously didn't do that well last year and then certainly this year it's not started the best um, and like, you often talk about winning being a habit I suppose losing becomes a habit as well Yeah, um, but they, they are dangerous obviously Rob references the six imports so you just take that there'll be firepower there because that includes the likes of Paddy at Wang who had a good season last year but in terms of British players they've got Josh Steele they've got Andrew Lawrence, they've got Justin Robinson. You mix in six 
you know, import players, that's nine what should be very should decent be. players. Yeah, should be. Uh, but they continue to lose games. Mm. Um, anyway, they're, they're not a worry. And no. then we, we, we play Manchester on the Saturday. Yeah. And it'll be the first of um, former riders from last season, Evan Walsh, uh, face-off. So it's going to be nice to see him. I mean, you've just given one of the answers to the Kimber question again. Did I? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Now you're going to be saying Jamel and giving two away. No, you've just done that. <laughs> So I may have done one. You've just done one. But again... I might have done that on purpose. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. But Robert already kind of yeah, scuppered. Has, yeah, has, yeah. So we'll blame Coach yeah. So everyone should get those two. two. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like those two shouldn't really count. But we'll let you off. <laughs> yeah. Everybody should get two points. Yeah. So we, we're facing off against... Uh, um, Evan, so that'd be nice to see him, and um, the Leicester City football coach uh, manager, yeah, and Zuma uh, coaching, in, yeah. apparently moonlighting as well, yeah, moonlighting, yeah, yeah. So, did Leicester City play on Saturday? I can't remember, I don't know, but we've won 10 out of 11 league games. I know we're doing very well, aren't we? Yeah, long may it continue, yes. Um, yeah, Manchester, we know that up in Manchester it's always a, a great event, and we had what overtime was it twice up there last season? Yeah, I think we did, yeah, we we won every tight game up there, and yeah. every game, I, I'm, I'm hoping to go up so I'm looking forward to that journey it's a Saturday hopefully because it's a Saturday yeah. uh, people generally don't work Saturday I know you're working Saturday so you're not be able to attend but hopefully there'll be a few that might travel up Saturday yeah hopefully we'll have a good travelling contingent and hopefully there'll be a pretty good crowd in general yeah I suppose just flipping it back, back very quickly to Friday night it's Friday night make sure you kind of bought your tickets yeah get down, get down, down there. there let's, let's, fill, let's, let's fill the arena formerly known as the morning side Yes, yeah, I've spotted that. We need to talk about it at some point. But but uh, let's try and create a really type of atmosphere, I think. So you want a scared atmosphere? Well, you know, a scary type. You a know, scary. Uh, you know, who wants to come to our floor? Was, was that a little raw? Well, it was tiny raw, yeah. A tiny yeah, raw, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's one way to, to go. So, yeah, just a reminder in terms of the Kimball question. I know we're going backwards a little bit here. Just put your, If you're on Spotify, you can put your answers into there. Yes. Up to four answers, up to a maximum of four points. While you're on there or wherever you listen to your podcast or get your podcast, you know, click the button, subscribe, listen to, obviously listen to the podcast and leave us a review. That'd let, be nice. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, good or bad. Hopefully good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Let us know how you think. Make sure you keep locked in. All things Riders on the socials at Riders Beeble. Hopefully we'll see you on Friday as we take on the Surrey Scorchers. Hopefully we'll see you as we take on Manchester Giants on Saturday. Um, but yeah, for another week, that's been all along for the ride with myself, Greg and Mark. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>